Welcome everyone to Bounce Off, the number one slam ball podcast worldwide. I am your host, Sam Roberts, and I am joined by a former forward for Colorado Christian University and Regis University, now starting gunner for the Wrath in slam ball, currently first in the league in points per game with 25.9 points per game, including the most points in a single game in slam ball history. It's Ty McGee. How are you doing today, Ty? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the love and you following this season. Uh, it's been cool. You know, be able to go on and watch your videos and kind of uh, get your take on some things, but it's good. Hopefully, hopefully they're not terrible takes. I think I've had nah, some nah. mixed opinions. <laughs> nah, nah, you good, you good. Awesome. How have you been today? Did you guys have practice? Do you have training today? Or what was the schedule looking like for the Wrath? Yeah, Wrath, we had an early, we usually get the early morning slot. Uh, we went uh, lift this morning, like 7.30, and then we got practice right after that. Um, so... It's, it was cool. I like that getting it done and getting it out the way early, but we uh, we got the same thing tomorrow and then we play Friday. Right, okay. Has your training schedule changed a lot since the season began? Um, I would say a little bit. We've, we've been, since the season began, it's been pretty, it's been pretty much the same each week. Um, we we kind of have those early slots and um, let me see, just give me one moment, okay. Yeah, no worries, man. Cool. We got the early slot, and uh, besides that, uh, it's been pretty cool. We we usually practice first, so we practice with the Griffins, so that that's our uh, partner squad, right? And um, you know, it's usually good vibes in there, good energy in the morning, and uh, we start the day off, so it's good. Yeah. Okay. How has it changed now that you guys are heading towards the playoffs? Has there been any shift in what the focus is? Um, honestly, we're getting a couple. Uh, we're getting a couple pieces back. Um. Uh, we're getting a couple pieces together just with the team. And it's kind of really been the same focus right now. We're not really even thinking about the playoffs. We're thinking about this weekend, you know, just. I said it. To... And then I immediately thought, now we're not at that stage yet. Are we? Yeah, you guys yeah. are still in the mix a little bit. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we got to handle business this weekend and just see if we can put a couple pieces together. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a bit, but part of your intro was talking about it was said on the broadcast it was 43 points you scored against the Rumble. Looking back yeah. at the stats, it says 45. So I don't know what we're going with as the numbers. That that okay. might have been a violation point that they've given to you. I don't know, but it says 45 on the stats sheet. So Man. first of all, how did that moment feel for you getting the record for the most points in slam ball in a game in history? Um, It was real surreal because honestly, I, I, I really wasn't thinking about it in the game. I didn't know how much I had. And uh, until inches told me in the in the um, interview afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's a lot of points," but I didn't know it was the record. He said it was the record. I thought it was the record of, of this year. Mm. So I was like, um, just confused. And then my coach, he's like, "No, that's the record of all time." So I was just kind of like taken aback. We were down in the locker room, trying to like mix between. I just beat the record, but also I have a game to go. You know, I got another game to go play in twenty minutes. So. It was really cool experience and, you know, I got to soak it all in afterwards and, um, you know, kind of digest the game and see, you know, how I was able to get to those the, those spots and everything. And a lot of that has changed already, but, um, you know, you just got to keep innovating, keep doing different things. But Changed in that the defense is caught up to what you were doing? Yeah, yeah. Defense is caught up, up to what I was doing or other people started doing what I was doing as well. So it just kind of become part of the game. Right. So was that part of the offensive strategy for your team in that game? Were you supposed to be getting the ball that much or did it just keep happening that you were open or you had a run through the tramp? What did it feel like in, in that sense? 
Um, I was definitely going, I was definitely calling for the ball and, and they were looking for me to go score. Um, but the strategy was, we just wanted to win. I, I we were, we were still trying to figure some things out. We had just lost, um, Debo. So, which Christian Gray and, um, so that was just frustrating. And I, I just knew I had to step up and, and kind of fill, fill a little bit of the uh, shoes there. Okay. You mentioned it was, it was the record. It's the record all time. There, there yeah. aren't to like public eye. There isn't that much awareness of things like what the highest score total of all time is or what people's averages were back in the day. We don't know that stuff until we get told on the broadcast, but yeah. clearly your coach knew. And another coach in the league, Stan Fletcher, he's the guy you beat for it. He had 42. Have you talked yeah. to him about that moment? What's he said to you? I have talked to Stan. He he's um he's happy for me. Um, you know, he he helped me a lot in training camp or just like in flight school, we would go and get some extra time in, you know. So I talked to him. Uh, he's happy for me. He did a broadcast of those games we played um this last weekend. So he was showing some love on there as well. But um, we got we play Stan this we play coach this weekend, so um, we're gonna see uh, how that matchup goes. And um, yeah, I'm not sure how to go, but I'm excited for that one for sure. Okay, we you got the record for most points. You were offensive player of the weekend, and you were also the only non mob player in the starting four for team of the week that weekend. Yeah. Right? Did things like that? Do you feel like it's put a target on your back going forward throughout the rest of the season that more people are looking at you as a guy we need to stop, or has that not necessarily caught up with you yet? No, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the teams think you know, take me out of it and then let everyone else beat us. But I mean, we got some, we got some really, we got some good players that are coming, uh, um, you know, coming to be and really learning this game right now. So I mean, you could do that as much as you can, but if if you're going to send two guys at me and then leave the the court open for them to just have takeouts, you know, you're going to have to rely on your stopper to stop them. But it definitely has put a mark on my back. You know, I, people are coming after me. And uh, I mean, I expect that and I respect that, you know, because, you know, people don't want me to let me just get off on them. So um, I've been having to practice going against double teams, practice against like getting in the tramps early and just kind of working some different ways of getting the ball and getting some um, some scores. From my perspective, you're one of the guys who's the most comfortable at um, bounce downs or just freestyling around the tramps generally. So do you feel like even if you can't get in from the perimeter, are you still comfortable getting your points from the island? Definitely. I love that island. And I love like island work. And um, I do enjoy getting those tramps. And I don't mind. I think um, I love the bounce down. I love um, a couple new things we've been putting in this week. So yeah, I don't mind getting to that island, getting that work. And, and also, I'm able to dish to my teammates doing that as well. So, Did that stuff come naturally to you because that's an extension of the paint and basketball? Or is that still like a totally new skill, much like getting into the tramps? That was brand new. And I remember I got I got moved up to that Super 24 group in the, in the beginning of the um, training camp. Right. And I remember getting thrown into playing right away and just like, jumping in the tramps and like, and then all I heard was a whistle and that, and it was violation, whistle, violation. So I really didn't get it at first. I really knew like I had to keep pushing and just kind of figure out, figure it out and understand it, but I was getting violations. And then um, it clicked for me in the scrimmages really. And I, I started to move pretty well in the tramps. You mentioned there you got moved up to the Super 24. From the information I got from the league, you weren't one of the listed names that was actually in that group. So did you join them a little bit later on? 
Um, yeah, so I did the first two days. I was in group B. Right. Um, I did the first two days with them. And then um, I kind of was able to excel in those groups and just kind of show them that, may, hey, maybe we should bring them up. So me and seven other dudes got moved up to that Super 24 group. We called the Select Seven. Right. And um, it was me and a few others and a few that got uh, drafted in the second round, actually, as well with me. Um, so we kind of did our thing. But that being said, we got thrown into the fire. Yeah, so that, that helped the progress a lot, too, even though, I, you know, I was failing at a lot of these things. I was still I was still learning a lot, too, quickly, because, you know, the best way for me to learn is to fail for right. respect, you know. Do you feel like you've had many opportunities to learn so far this season or is it still you're still a lot of success? Um, I have. We got smacked up this weekend and. um, Yeah, that was a bit that was a big um learning opportunity and you know that's still sitting on me so um that for sure made me think about the game a little bit different in, in a sense of all right well how you go how you want to start your games how you want to you know because if you really think about it the first few minutes of the game is that first quarter of the game really is crucial and the fourth quarter but um yeah I've, i'm learning a lot and even when i'm playing wells quote unquote i i really am hard on myself so i i'm 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 never gonna settle and think like oh i could have i did great I, I always think i could do better you know i mean you just talked about you guys getting smacked a little bit at the weekend it was the second time that the cameras have cut to coach willis uh saying the phrase this is an ass whipping um how has the team reacted to the somewhat viral clip of him doing it the first time around? You know what? Uh, we all, of course, that out of all the clips they want to post, they're going to post that, <laughs> which is fine. Like, I get it. It's funny. And and he's and he telling the truth, too, you know? So, like, that's cool. But we we were all responding pretty well. I think we came out that next couple of games and we kind of showed showed what we, we could do a little bit. How is how is Champ as a coach generally? Does he make the game easy to understand or are you still having to like communicate a little bit more? No, he definitely makes it easy to understand and he gives us options every day. A new look. He thinks he's very smart about the game. So he, when he played, he figured out ways to do different things and he was very uh, innovative. So he brings that same energy and same like style into our practices. Like So every day we're learning something new and and he's really great at timing and he'll get out there on the champs and jump around with us. So like having that as a coach is like, it's legendary. The dude's, a, he's really smart about it. And, you know, he keeps it real simple, keeps it, keeps it real smooth, but that doesn't mean he ain't hard on us for, you know, for anything. So. For games that don't go your way for sure. Yeah, yeah. As a yeah. guy who I've, I've said this in other like episodes, so this won't be a surprise for anyone listening to this now. I picked the wrath as my team for this season, just based on the name alone. And so as yeah. a fan, whenever they cut to him, I'm like, no, don't do it. No, yeah. I know what I'm about to hear. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I mean, they really, they really, and champion character, like yeah. you, one day you'll probably get to um, come out for some games and everything, but you, you'll get to meet everybody, but man, champion character. Um, um, but it's cool. It's, you know, he, he really hard on us, but at the same time, it's just because he knows what we can do. So when they cut to him in those clips, it's like, He's just speaking the truth, you know, so it's all good to us, really. I got you. Um, we talked your your 43-point, maybe 45-point game. We'll have to double-check with the league about that. 
The yeah. next game you guys had that night, the main event matchup was against the Ozone, and that's where you got your injury that kept you out of week two. It was a collision midair against Vincent Bowman. You came down a little bit awkwardly. Um, how did you feel when you got hit midair initially? Did you immediately know there was something wrong, or did you have to land first to figure it out? Well, it when it happened was when I landed. Right. So when I landed, I got landed on, and I knew immediately. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's going that's going to leave me a little bit uh, dazed for a sec." So then, um, da 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 da. You know, we whatever happened after that, and then I kind of got. I had to sit back down. And then I I had to leave the court because I really uh I really took a I took a hit. So as frustrating as that is, I'm I'm feeling much better now. And um yeah. Um that's still... the important thing. The feeling better yeah. is the important thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. What was the exchange with Bowman after the hit? Because it looked at first commentary said that he seemed to be talking to you, but then he tried to get you up and you didn't seem to want to take his hand. What was yeah. going on there? Um respectfully. That was a heated game, you know, like we had gotten into some stuff with them in the scrimmage the a couple of days before. So this was a heated game, um, you know, and, you know, bumming in the heat of the moment, he he talking, you know, it is what it is. But I didn't respect that um, just ha having holding sitting down, holding my head, you know, like I just had to get up and just tell him, you know, hey, like I'm sitting down here. Da, 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 da. So, and I, I talked to Vince already, you know, so it's good, but he a good player. He a good stopper. So I got a lot of respect for him, but, you know, we just had to exchange some words because sometimes, you know, it's, it's stuff ain't just like fly so easily, you know. Externally outside of the league, the Wrath and Ozone are now being seen as the biggest rivalry in slam ball. Are you guys taking that or is that it's just another team that you're playing? There's nothing special about going up against these guys in particular. Uh, honestly, they can keep they're gonna keep running it up, and that's cool. But honestly, I just want to every game, it don't really matter who I'm up against. Uh, I mean, respectfully, they're a good team, they played us really well last time. Um, but you know, every everyone has their opportunities to pop off for a night, you know, like so. We're gonna get them again, probably, you know, as fate as fate plays out, we're gonna we probably gonna get them again, but um. It's it's any team really right now. We want I I I just kind of want to diversify who we play a little bit, right? And see the other side of the league. I haven't gotten the chance to play against the mob. We get the slashes this weekend. I want to play the buzzsaw again, like, and you know, I, I it doesn't really matter who it is. I I just want to keep moving forward, keep trying to get this team clicking, you know. So okay, obviously with the the injury you sustained after that hit, you missed week two of action, like you just said there. When your team went up against the mob, it was missing their your entire starting four wasn't available to play against them. How yeah. did you feel missing out on that second week of action on a personal level? That that was tough. Um, it was tough. I I really felt as if I was gonna lose a step, you know, lose my groove a little bit. So I mean, that's maybe the selfish thing to to think, but also at the same time, I want to be out there trying to help my team um, and just sitting there. And just watching that, you know, watching people dancing on us, it just really, you know, gets me, you know, it just made me want to get out there, I should say. But um, it just, you know, it inspires me at the same time as it hurts me, you know. So all that energy I felt then, you know, I put that into the week. I put that into, try to put that into my game. So, you know, I and I we don't really forget things like that. So I, at least I don't, so.
in the weekend you were out, you were doing, I, I want to call it the closest we've had to like community outreach with Slam Ball, where you were giving tours to youth <laughs> basketball teams. You were yeah. also spending time with uh, UNLV head volleyball coach, Malia Shoji and her family. Uh, what yes. was, where does that relationship come from with Malia Shoji and, and how did you guys get to hang out? Yes. Um, actually, um, Coach Shoji's husband right. was my uh, one, of, one of my favorite college coaches ever, Coach uh, Benjamin Kaufman. He always looked out for me when I was at Regis. Um, and he lives out here. That's um, that's his wife. So I got connected with them. They they were able to come see a couple games, um, even though I wasn't playing that week. So I was just hanging out with them, uh, running around with the kids down there. In the I got to go down in the tunnel a little bit. Um, see the locker room, see the gym, and it was cool. Yeah, just throw the ball around with them and spend some time. And then one of my homies, uh, Sean Lukowski, we grew up playing basketball in Colorado. That was his club team that was here. So he had called me or he had called them and said, um, hey, tell them to say what's up. Got him on the phone, you know, hung out with them a little bit. And they were just kind of like, hey, hey, how you get into this, you know? Um, how did you, what were you like? It Were you in the zone da, 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 when you right. dropped the 43? So I'm just, you know, it was cool. It was, it's honestly like, just like this, all of slam ball is just so much love in the community. And like, just like you have these fans and these, these kids that, you know, are watching this insane sport and like, you know, hoping maybe one day they get to play that. And just like to take that time and hang out with people. It's just, it's a blessing for sure. Awesome. Well, when you when you finished with all this community projects you had, week three came around. You were back yeah. on the court this past weekend. And in your return, you scored 30 plus in both games that you had on Friday night. Was that a major focus for you getting back on the court? Like, I need to immediately start scoring? Or is that just what your team needed on that night? Honestly, that's just the way I kind of like to tick that way. Like, it wasn't, my main focus is always going to be just to try to win. And um, my team does need me to score, and I and I do realize that. But I, if I, if I'm gonna, if I have a game where I have 15 assists and we still are gonna win, you know, then that's that's how we're gonna get it. Um, but uh, respectfully, I, I'm always ticking that way. Like I'm always on go. I'm always gonna be trying to score. So um, it's just a matter of like if I can get to my spots, if I, how how can I get going early? Type, you know, so. It's also part of that is you guys are missing, you're still missing Stephen Julian III, Christian Gray and Sean Stith from the rest of the starting four alongside yourself. Yeah. That puts a lot of pressure on your back. Um, are you feeling a sense of pressure missing those guys with you being the first guy to come back from the injury list? Um, yeah, I definitely felt the pressure, but um, it's good. It's a good amount of pressure to have, you know, like it's a, it's I don't mind trying to, you know, help my team and carry that load of pressure, you know, like uh respectfully, it's what I, you know, I I enjoy to do. I enjoy to like to have to lead like that. I enjoy to have to have that pressure on me because, you know, that's just how I've always been, you know, like and that's just the way I've kind of my heart burns and uh respectfully, you know, how I like to get it. What about going into this last weekend in the playoffs? Is there, again, without talking about who's in what level of recovery, are you guys still nervous going into this last weekend? You are five and four. You're currently third in the league, but so much can change in such a short space of time. Are you nervous going into this last weekend with those injuries still hanging over the team? Nervous? Uh, no. 
I wouldn't say nervous. I'd say excited. I think our team fired up. I think everybody ready to go out there and play. Um, and no matter who we got out there, we're going to try to put it together our system. We're going to try to put together some buckets. And, um, you know, we're working on getting our, you know, we're missing Sean. I mean, we're, we're missing Slim. Uh, that that, that uh, hurts a lot. You know, he was one of the best stoppers in the league. And he still, he has the opportunity to become a great stopper. But um other than that, we're kind of putting some pieces together in that stopper area, and we're putting some pieces together on the offensive area. I know we have a lot of moving pieces this year, a lot of different parts coming in and out, and um, that's been interesting. But along the way, we we have always been the same. We're we're always wrath. We're Coach Champ has like had us like you know keep it simple, keep just play together. You know we have our plays, we have our our motion, but at this at the same time, it's just just who we are you know, which carries this team right now. It's it's about what we're about, how we stick up for each other. Uh, and, uh, you know, that means the world. So that that's kind of really holding us together. But I'd say nervous? No, nah, we're just going to play, try to play like the Wrath. We're going to try to do our thing. I know it was said on the commentary during week two that with all the injuries that had happened, uh, your coach was running like half the number of plays you'd usually do. He said like, playbook is about 20 plays, we're running 10. Is yeah. that still the case, or have we caught the taxi squad guys up on on all twenty plays now? Or are you still running a reduced number? Um, I think we, I think everybody's caught up. Yeah, we got we got some more. We added a little bit more in there too this last week. So yeah, we're running um we're running at least twenty, if not more. With with all these different injuries, because it's not just yourself and and the other three starters. Obviously, Trey Landers actually missed the last week of training before the season started. And then yeah. you've had him and a couple other guys have had like, they've rolled their ankles mid game. And again, at yeah. home, you're like, Oh, not another. How is the team feeling about that? Is that just bad luck or can you just feel like you can't catch a break? Um, Cause it feels know, like you guys have had way more than any other team that this keeps happening. I agree. You know what? It is unfortunate. And you know, I could go into what maybe I think it is, but I think it just is the way the dice have rolled right now. And, you know, the way that the cards have landed, it's very unfortunate. Um, but that being said, it's, it's, it's easy to, you know, see somebody go down and just be like, Oh, like kind of shrug over a little bit, or you see somebody else go down and keep shrugging over. But at the same time, you know, we don't have an, another choice, but to keep fighting. So like when we see people go down, it hurts, you know, it's, that's our brother, that's our teammate, you know, but at the same time, we're pushing on them. Hey, are you in your treatment today? Are you are you on your like how you feeling? Like, you know, we we all checking on each other and and in an effort to get everybody back so that we can, you know, if we put it all together, we get some pieces back, we can, you know, make a good push at this. With talking about pieces, and you mentioned movement there as well. The Wrath this past weekend have been part of the first in-season trade of this new year of slam ball. I'm um, yeah. sending Hermes Kassar to the lava and getting Greg Helt back in return. What yeah. was that process like? Not necessarily talking about the guys right now, but the process of swapping one player in for another. What was that like for you guys on the team? Did you just get told day of Greg's on the team now or what happened there? Um, there, I think it was in the works for like a day or a day and a half, but we did get told day of um, just because of, you know, this is a mo quick moving season. Um, you know, coach has to make some plays and, you know, whatever th he thinks, you know, he needs to do to, you know, fill a position or to help us out. He's going to do that. So um, he's still working uh, on his own stuff and, um, you know, trying to hold it down for the wrath as well. So um, 
it was it was pretty quick turnaround but right now you know this is a pretty quick sport so you gotta be ready for that and um, you gotta be ready to you know adjust and to fill in new pieces for sure I spoke to Darian Slade two weeks ago he obviously got traded to your team just before the season started like like week of season starting what's yeah. different from that trade versus the one that happened on Sunday from a team perspective um even just in terms of adding a guy to your roster before the season even if it's just a couple of days versus yeah. with one week left with Slade Slade was like always around he was he was one of our practice partner right so with Slade we had seen his game and he had seen ours so it was almost like that was a really strategic move for uh, the coaches just because we the the players really swapped and fit each other's play styles a little bit better. So that was a smooth transition. And Slade, he he been grinding. So like he um, you know, he's got all of our respect and he had it. And so um that was smooth. Um and the difference between that and this one, this one was tough just because we had traded a day before the game and then um, you know, trying to put that together was a little interesting. But you know, we've had some time this week to practice. Um, get Greg like acclimated to like our little system or like how we kind of move and you know it's been cool so we're gonna uh, we got another practice tomorrow and uh, we're back we're back out there on Friday so you're so, excited to have him on the team definitely yeah yeah and me and Greg kicked a little bit back uh, in training camp and you know he he can move well on the tramps and um, you know he I think he's a really good addition if we can figure out you know how to how to link up some things we can really get it going Talking again about that, the Ozone game from week one where you went down injured, how did the team feel about James Willis' suspension? Was there sort of like, a, man, that's not fair? Or did it seem, did he come back and go, that's my bad, guys? What was the feeling about that? Um, He didn't say my bad. That smile on your face <laughs> makes it seem like he did not own it. He was like, nah, he deserved it. <laughs> nah, nah, he know, he know. He know what he was doing, and and honestly, I feel I think I smiling because I take it on me, you know, because I really, uh, <laughs> I really the reason for that, and um, so I I, I got to joke. I be joking with Coach Tam, and I'd be like, I I know I got I got you, I got you. Don't worry, because respectfully, he's just out there sticking up for me. So, um, I take that on me, and um, and but he's out there sticking up for me, and I know that. They they got a little bit of history as well. Those coaches have they told? Want... Has he talked to you about that history? Um, because the broadcast has talked about a brawl that happened in two thousand and three, and and it's it has been a thing that's been mentioned multiple times. So it's not like they've shown the footage on ESPN. Yeah. So it's not like that part's hidden. But has he talked to you guys about that, or is he just like I don't like him and that's it? Yeah, he ain't really talked to us too much about it. He, he ain't said much about it. We just kind of, you know, feel like there's, there's a little tension there. So, yeah. Just let it go. Okay, cool. Yeah. We've talked all about this season so far. Something you and I have talked about on uh, social media and DMs, but also you've got on your social media. You're a fan of One Piece, the anime. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. How big of a One Piece fan are you? Uh, I'm a pretty big stan right now. I, I can't lie. I'm a... I read it actually, so I I read the the manga of it. Um, I I watch like the big fights. I will watch the big stuff, but um, 
Man, I'm a big fan. That story helped me out a lot. I can't lie. And just like even this last couple of years, just like in regards to like perseverance or just like kind of like having something to kind of help me get through some hard times, you know, that's that show helped me out a lot. So I'm a big stan. Um, Luffy's my favorite character. I know that's kind of the corny, but shoot, he's my favorite. And um, yeah, uh, you said you're on the Skype arc. Yeah, I'm very early on. I'm very early on. for anyone because I realized I just said it and didn't give context for anyone listening watching. One Piece is the longest running anime of all time. It's been going for near 20 years uh, or plus, and there's 1,000 plus episodes. I don't know if you know this. There's a there's a website that's called animefillerlist.com, and it'll tell you yeah. what episodes of a show you just don't need to watch. And I was like, right, yeah. I'm going to get into One Piece. There's 1,100 episodes. What can I cut out? And it was like, right, if you want the full story, you need to watch 980 of the episodes. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so yeah. I'm not missing any. Cool. No, nah, no, nah, you can't miss any of them. But I'm very, I'm on like episode 160 or something like that. I'm very early on in it. So that's all right. Cause, but that's where it gets good. Like, right. um, that's where you kind of start to see a little bit of the depth of the show and just kind of like what it all means, where, where they're kind of going with it. That's one of my favorites. You talked about it being like an important part for your life in terms of perseverance and, and and dealing with things in your personal life. How has it impacted the way you approach sports, whether it be basketball or slam ball? Is there anything from this show or maybe other shows similar that has inspired you and in how you approach the game that you play? Definitely. Um, I'd say one uh, inspired me in the ways of like just being happy out there, leading um, – you know, trying to lead by example, not letting, not letting anything kind of defer me or deter me from my goal. Um, and it doesn't matter what it is or who it is, you know, I'm going to try to go get it. Uh, and it's also helped me in just like, I don't know, creativity, um, you know, jumping on those trampolines, uh, just not being so fearful, but just, you know, this is my, this is one of the, my favorite times, you know, of sports or just like of anything I've had. So like just being, staying blessed for it and in the moment and yeah, it's helped me with everything and just enjoying the story of it, the process of it all. Like, yeah. Great. Are there any other like animes that you're into or shows that you're, you're a big fan of at the moment or even manga? Like you said, you read the books rather than watch the show. Um, I love Jujutsu Kaisen. That's what, that's a good one. I, I like reading that one. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot. I like some old. I like to read some Spider-Man uh, comics okay. sometimes. But yeah, I like really like fantasy books though. Really? So, yeah. Like what, like, what are we talking? I like um, like Brandon Sanderson um, or um, The Wheel of Time. I like uh, like really um, what's it called? High fantasy almost. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's something. I, those are things I'll need to look into because that was something I was going to ask about in terms of. Um, you're you like the rest of the wrath. This was something I said to Darian as well. You guys don't have very much social media presence compared to other teams. You guys seem very like to the point, straightforward about things. So these are things that I don't I don't get to know about you guys. Yeah. What is some other stuff that you think the audience or the fan base of the wrath or of the league would like to know about you, either personally or as an athlete. What do you think? Is something interesting that they would be interested in finding out. Oh man. We we got a lot. I know we don't have a lot of social media presence or anything, but man, we got a lot of cool, really smart um, dudes on our team. Like a lot of people in just so many different areas. Like you wouldn't you would not believe it. Like doing so many different things and like slam ball is like kind of like how we were all connected and and even like 
if it's making music like i've been making music with one of my teammates um i do a lot a little bit of music uh people make uh what else is it um people do podcasts as well like and it's just cool like see, uh, personal training um you know and we're all from all over so i mean i think i would love to you know have slam ball like kind of dive into people's stories and like really get to know people um on our team and i would encourage that because i know although we don't have that social media presence there's a lot of great dudes on our team like and um something about me though yeah like what's I mean, we'll start with something that I'm sure you get asked all the time, but like, how did you get into basketball in the first place? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, I just always played basketball. My dad uh, built me a little hoop in my backyard. And ever since I could walk, it was on a little pole. I, I've been playing through dribbling or shooting or trying to dunk. And um, yeah, I, I loved it since I could walk or ever since I could remember I was, you know, trying to throw catch or, or play catch or, uh, have a ball of any of any kind you know so um, and then from that like you said you said high fancy books you said comics you said manga you seem like someone who loves to read is that something that's always been around or is that like a recent thing i love to read like when i was younger i used to read those uh nate the great books i used to read okay. the a series of unfortunate events um and then i kind of fell off in high school i kind of just was really focused on sports and just kind of like I had to read for school a lot, so I didn't really. And then um, I got big into audio books and big into reading uh, when I had finished up college and did a little bit of that and uh, pursued a lot of art, just like to be creative. Um, but yeah, besides that, from a small town, Littleton, Colorado, it's not a small town, but like it's a suburbs outside of Denver. Right. Um, it's a. Uh, this is my first time moving out the city uh, for sure. It's been a blessing to just kind of get a different change of pace. Uh, Has it been difficult to adjust to that? Or is that you're, you're so focused on the game that there's not as much of that? It was definitely hard at first. It was definitely not hard, but like I, I, you're on a last minute whim. You're like, oh, I'm going to go child for slam ball. <laughs> you know, like I'm putting my stuff in my, I'm, I don't know what to bring. I'm like, I'm putting everything in my bags and I'm like, I might not be home for a couple of months. So it definitely was like a leap of faith, you know, in, in a sense, but it was, it was, it's, it was pretty cool, honestly, like just getting out of your comfort zone, living in like a hotel for a little bit uh, until we kind of moved into these houses. And uh, it's been a movie for sure. Like it's been a blessing. What was the process like for you? getting into the league so you just said there it was it was a last minute decision type thing where you're like right i need to go now how did um i think i'll ask how did rob wilson approach you because i know he's the guy that got everyone involved how did he find your name and how did he approach you about joining um so i had played against um i had played against one of rob's players because rob was an agent right and um he he was like hey uh you're good let me let me get your um mixtape and i'll send it to my agent so he sent it to rob and then rob calls me up and i'm like hey what's up he's like listen you've been out of college for five years not not a whole lot of people are gonna you know want to take a a big shot on you even though i i had some film I, I, I he knew i could play a little bit but he said i got another opportunity for you why don't you come check out slam ball we're, we're bringing it back it'll be in like three this was like three to four months before they before june before they told me right to okay come out. So they said, we're bringing it back. Or Rob said, we're bringing it back. Da, 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 da. We got some big names, some big backers. 
And I'm like, dang, slam ball. Had you known about it? Were you a fan beforehand or was this the first time you'd heard about it? Definitely have been watching slam ball, whether it be like when it was on the TV or just like on YouTube. Definitely had known about it. Um, I remember we had pull, used to pull up a trampoline next to the, uh, or we used to pull up a basket next to, next to the trampoline. And we would be jumping around there and uh, playing a little bit of our own version of slam ball. It was called Trambopoline. And um, so I I had been familiar with it. And we would go look up on YouTube, like trampoline dunks. And then that would always, of course, come up. Right. Okay. Um, but that being said, Rob got me. And so next thing you know, he's like, it's going to be in a few months. I'll, I'll be reaching out. He calls me and said, hey, look, uh, you did get the invitation. You got to be out here next week on Sunday. Or like it was a week from then. It was like a Monday or something. So I'm like, all right, let me let you know. He's like, all right, you got to let me know. And so I let him know. Hey, I'm in. I had to um, I had to resign from my job, which, you know, they really looked out for me. And I loved my job back at home. But I, I took the leap of faith and they kind of supported me on that. What were you doing before joining the league? What was the job that you had to resign from? Yeah, I, I was doing um, real estate, like uh, marketing and management for this company. And it was called Porchlight Real Estate back in uh, Denver. Yeah. Right. But they like, cause I know some guys basically were like, I'm going on holiday because they weren't ready to commit to it. But you just yeah. basically said to these guys, I know what I'm going to do. And they were fine with it. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> respectfully, they, I, I told them, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go try out. If, if I don't make the team, can I come, can I come work? And so, um, they said, no, they said no. So I said, all right, I'm going to have to, you know, just put in my week resignation notice. And then I was out and um, they they supported me on that and the last minute decision. But yeah, it was kind of a this or that type of situation. Is that one of those things that, is there any part of you that regrets that? Or is that one of those slam balls or once in a lifetime thing? That's a, you have to, I think if you, there, you ever read The Alchemist? I've not, or, no. All right, that's a good book you gotta read. But all like right. when it, I didn't listen right I, now. All right. If I get like a sit a path like that, I'm like, you know, you gotta you gotta make your choice. And I think not like sad to say, but sad to say, if I would have chose to just like sit in that desk still and not have done this, then like nothing would have came. Like and being out here and playing this sport is like one of the best times I've had. Like it's in ever it's so fun so you know i'm blessed I'm, I'm happy i know the guys that are involved with the league obviously former players there's all this talk about it's a brotherhood and there's only so many guys that have played this game and etc etc do you guys feel that being out there whether you've got problems with another team or or if you're not necessarily with a guy is it still one of those this is a once in a lifetime thing and these are the only other people that can say they did it yeah definitely like this there's so much magic in this place like and, and everybody's cool you know whether whether you got beef with somebody you know across the court or not you know that, i think that's with all athletics i think that's with all everything you know rivalries form you know you want to be better than the next and that's how it should be um but there is a brotherhood to it like you're out there flying through the air you know i think over the time having the coaches see us play it's a, I think it's a little different form of a game today, like, but they still have a res different respect for it than, you know, what they did and they can kind of throw in their wrinkles. And so it definitely is a brotherhood and it's definitely growing. I think uh, you can definitely feel that generation, like not generation gap, but like 
we're standing on the shoulders of of all these coaches who are in there working every day like so like whether there is those squirrel like we do like butt heads a little bit but at the same time everybody is for slam ball like this is a great like mason did something great with this sport and like we're all thankful for him so it it is all to push the sport forward and that's what you need in in organizations you need that competition and that grit you know to to push things forward so i think um it is a brotherhood yeah you know and we're all kind of linked together and on the same goal back to you getting involved with it rob calls you he says right i've got you've got to get here by sunday you hand in your resignation letter and then you just go straight like you're in vegas as soon as possible I go to a concert. I go to a red. I, I finish up like say goodbye to all my people in Denver because like I had faith that I you know this was the path I needed to take. Say goodbye to all my people. I had gone to a concert, and then I think that next couple of days, I just packed up, got ready, and I left quickly. I I had work on Friday. I left on Saturday. Right. Yeah. And so. then how was the process of getting into thing? Was was it straight to practice on the Monday morning? And how did that feel going straight into using trampolines probably for the first time since you were a kid? Um we Sunday physical check-in. Right. Sun or excuse me. Sunday check-in, Monday physical, Tuesday on the tramps for the right. first time, I believe. Um so we had a little bit of space to get to know, like, to get to know some people, to just kind of hang around the town, um, get accumulated. And then we hit the tramps. First day of tramps was like, ding, 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 ding. You know, like, <laughs> everybody started to get it. There's real, because it's a, you know, you got to be smart about it. You got to be safe. So they did it. They did it how they should. They, they just eased us into it because some people excelled at it and some people were slow to learn, but... How did you do? Were you, like you say, you got into Super 24 after two days, so you must have been all right on the tramps to begin with. I was moving well on the tramps. I was, I was, and um, I think I was doing a, a couple other things well, but um, yeah, I did, I, I, I picked it up where I kind of left it off when I was younger. I'm not so quick to be doing back, back flips and front flips <laughs> no more, but like besides that, yeah, I was moving all right. How was it moving from, from group B, B squad to, to the super 24? Was there any element of you that was like, man, Rob phoned me four months ago and he couldn't get me into the super 24. I'm pissed about this. I'm going to prove him wrong. Or was there any part of that? Or was it just, there was so much to learn that that's the focus first. For sure. I, I definitely had a chip on my shoulder. I think everybody kind of saw that as well, but I definitely had a chip on my shoulder. Um, I definitely was like, damn, I didn't know they had people out here before. So I was I was like, Rob, what, what's up? He's like, uh, we had filled it already. And that's cool with me. So I, I just wanted to come in and then show that, hey, you know, I can do this as well, too. So it was it was, a, it was an honor to be moved up. But I was getting hit. I was getting, uh, I got messed up a little bit in that, in that camp. <laughs> but it, it, it got me ready for to play a little bit. So it was cool. I mean, we touched on it earlier. You you talked about you guys got into it with the Ozone uh, in the last scrimmage before the season started. And that's obviously because you got your teeth chipped. How are those feeling? What what happened there? Um, they're feeling good now. Yeah, they're feeling better. Um, uh, honestly, I got I got hit. I don't think – I really don't even think it was on purpose. But I, I just kind of, like, got hot. Um, yeah. Took down Q 
which respectfully it wasn't anything crazy right uh, and then we kind of got popped off from there so and that's on my part for not kind of restraining myself and um is yeah. that something does that happen with you when you play do you are you like do you struggle to keep it in check when stuff like that happens or was that sort of a first time experience that was rare right yeah that was rare that was okay rare. we're not expecting more of that cool that's <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's good, it's good. I'm going to awesome. be chill. Huh? Well, I said awesome, because I was about to say, like, hopefully we'll be getting to see a lot more of you playing slam ball. I've asked everyone this, and so far the answer's been the same, but this is the first season of slam ball back after 15 years of not being in the US. It's the first time it's been on ESPN. ESPN has got contract for two years. But as yeah. I got told in my first interview, the contract's not with players, it's not with coaches, it's not even with teams. You guys might not be here for the second season. So I'm asking everyone, do you want to be involved in slam ball after this season and going forward? Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I want to play. Next, uh, The next location, I would love to play. And I'm going to try to make that a reality. So, um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And I think a follow-up that I've not been able to ask many other guys, because I don't think... I think that there aren't many guys in the league in a position where they can be propelled forward, right? Um, obviously Gage Smith's doing his thing, Tony Crosby, the second super exciting. Those guys are like face of the league right now. Yeah. Do you see yourself as a guy could, who could also be in that position? Because when you scored those 43, you were all over the place in terms of like slam ball, social media, but also ESPN being like, look at this, look at this, look at this. Do you feel like you could be a guy who could also be a face of this league? Definitely. Um, but we got to win some games. That's, that's where I, you know, like, we got to win some games. We got to put some things together. I definitely would love to be out there. And uh, I think I think I should be up there respectfully, but uh, we got to win some games. And I think we can make that a reality for sure. Awesome. Well, you'll have an opportunity this weekend. Thank you so much for talking to me, Ty. Yeah. If everyone at home is interested in seeing what the Wrath do with the rest of the season, Slam Ball is back on Thursday. Their first game of the weekend is on Friday and the playoffs are next Tuesday and Thursday. Ty, let people know where they can find you and let them know what to expect from the Wrath for the rest of the season. Yeah, you can find me, uh, you know, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's just Ty R. McGee. Um, or sorry, I'm not trying to shout myself out. But like, if you want to, I guess, find me anywhere, I'm gonna be in Las Vegas playing slam ball. I play for Team Wrath. Um, you know, we got some games coming up this Friday. We play the Slashers first. Um, so tune in, we're gonna be on ESPN Plus. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you, brother. And I appreciate all the love and support and um you know you got the wrath blue going i see you thank you and yes yes and i appreciate you for real i'm gonna keep tapping in with your pod and uh keep going brother hey you you on it and you're doing your thing and i know you've been getting your sleep messed up but hey because <laughs> you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it right and i i see the w i see the wrestlemania back there you yeah there's this, a lot of stuff uh, man <laughs> yeah yeah what shoes you got hanging up um, I got three pairs, right? This you're the first person to ask me about this stuff. So the the um bright green ones are uh fragment collaboration Nike Hyperrev 2015s. Yeah. That's from this is no one will care watching this, but you're the first guy to ask. So I'll explain the three pairs. Those yeah. are from when I played under 18s basketball here in Scotland. For my team, I won our team MVP for that season. So yeah. that's why they're up there. Next to them is uh, LeBron 13s, the Friday the 13th oh, pair, which to yeah. me is the, the best basketball shoe like design-wise ever. But yeah. I spilled, the, the first day I wore them at training, my bottle of 
like Gatorade, bright orange yeah. Gatorade exploded in my bag. And so instead of being white, they're like piss yellow. Oh shit. And then the, was... the pair next to them is uh LeBron 11 Everglades, which was my favorite basketball shoe that I had when I when I was young. So that's why those three are there, and that's why those ones just shine super bright because they are bright yeah. green. So Okay, that's fire. That's fire. What's over on the what kind of pop figures you got? Any um, so there's so many. So we've got three mini ones up here, right? This is, here's a room tour for anyone who's been interested. So these <laughs> ones were given to me by my bosses at work, and these are the the biggest wrestling company in Mexico is a, a company oh. called AAA. Yeah. And they have a deal with Marvel. So every oh. couple of shows, they will have a Marvel uh like show where yeah. there are guys dressed as Marvel characters. So this is El Arachio. Oh. So this is Spider-Man as a luchador, as a Mexican. Oh, that's fire. And there's two more up there for um for El Furioso, which is Hulk, and then Venom as well. Uh, and then all the ones funny. back there are a mixture of wrestling, basketball, Power Rangers, uh, anime, like so, so much stuff. Hey, right on, right on. Hey, oh, I meant to ask you before you go. You watch any other uh, shows? Or are you into anything? Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to talk to you about this once we finished recording. I was literally just going to oh, go. Oh, like, all right, yes. all right. Hold on. We can record. <laughs> you know what? Okay. We'll, we'll end recording here. No one else is here. <laughs> Thank you, Ty, for asking me. Thank you for being here tonight. It's been awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening or watching. Make sure you get a Ty on Instagram and on Twitter to talk all things Slam Ball and enjoy the Wrath games this weekend. Uh, yeah, peace out, everybody. Thank you for having me, brother.